Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Redefining Success. And today we've got another treat. If you listen to the episode we did with Troy Duhon, you're going to enjoy this one today as well. Bob Katz is joining us. He's another member of this group that's putting on, putting, pulling together these movies that God is just doing amazing things with. Bob is a serial entrepreneur. I've known Bob for a number of years because we both work in the financial services industry. He's come in and out of that and still kind of in that space. He's a serial entrepreneur and an incredible thinker and man of God. And I know you're going to enjoy today's interview. So Bob, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure, Eric. It's good to be here. I didn't know Troy was on. And, you know, Troy's my business partner. Troy and I do a lot of things together. So that's how I knew a little bit about the movie we're going to preview before we get to the end. Troy had given me a little bit of preview of that when we. Oh, been. okay. You know, Troy's a character. I don't know if you're going to get as much out of me as you got out of Troy. <laughs> Troy, is a, Troy is a one of a kind. He definitely is. He definitely is. Hey, Bob, you and I know each other a little bit, but my audience doesn't. So it's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the grill fired up. I've got burgers and hot dogs. Since we both are in Louisiana, I probably have a crawfish boil going as well. Um, but I've invited all of my friends over. My friends are my listeners. Would you please introduce yourself to my friends? Yeah, I would, you know, I'm Bob Katz. Um, glad to be here because I'm hungry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, without talking too much about my business, I am, uh, I'm at an age where if I look back now, I say, oh my God, you know, the best decisions I never made were the ones that I never made. Mm. When I just let God surprise me, mm. and I'm I'm sort of a product of this string of surprises, and and I wish I'd earn, learned at an earlier age to just trust God and let Him lead me, uh, because the most exciting things in my life have all been just dropped in my lap by God. So it's mm. hard to explain. You know, I, I'm a CPA by training, movie producer by Troy. Uh, financial guy by uh, the fact that I had an English degree and that didn't pay anything. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of blindly following the Lord. I love it. I love it. Troy, what are you passionate about right now? Uh, you know, I'm really at a, and I don't want to sound too churchy, but I'm, I'm just going through, a, this is a wonderful season. You know, I, we're, Troy and I do a lot of movies together, a lot of faith-based movies. We're working on a movie right now about uh, Phil and Kay Robertson. Mm. And uh, people see the end product of Phil, but they don't know when Phil was in his 20s and late teens, he was a reprobate. 
Yeah. Uh, he was a pretty bad guy. And we, he, he really opened up to us and is allowing us to tell the redemption story. Mm. How he got from reprobate to God knocking him on his behind to touching the world for Christ. Yeah. And uh, the movies, like most movies, it's hurry up and wait. Yeah. Uh, it's moving slowly through post-production now. But I'm really, the, 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 the photography, the acting, it's really beautiful. So really excited about that. And then I do a lot of, similar to what you do, I do a lot of family, from my CPA firm, I you know, maintain relationships with a handful of families and I do a lot of consulting for them. And it's really interesting because it's never the same thing twice. <laughs> it could be a fish farm, it could be an oil and gas project, it could be a movie project, they're, they're always letting me look at things, uh, potential mm -hmm. investments, banks, insurance companies, which is what I love to do. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just really blessed. I, I'm getting to do exactly, if I'd have known retirement was so much fun, I would have retired years ago. <laughs> I'm really just doing exactly what I love to do. I love that. I love that. Troy, that, that Rob, Bob, as we're talking about this right now, what I would love to do is, you know, the, the theme of the show is redefining success. Mm -hmm. So along the way, I mean, I'm looking behind on your people who are listening, can't see this, but I mean, God's not dead. I think was the first movie you and Troy right. kind of really kind of like a thing that was just an idea that turned into something that absolutely huge. Um, but as you kind of look at your journey, what, what are some of the pivotal moments where God just kind of showed up or maybe you were kind of headed in one direction and God had to knock you in a different one to really take you to where you are today. You know, there are so many, and I don't want to overwhelm or bore your, your viewers. Um, just becoming Christian. I was born and raised Jewish. Okay. And God literally knocked me over when I was, I was, I was very, let me condense this as much as I can. Uh, got out of undergrad school, joined the Marine Corps as an officer, went to Vietnam. Mm. Came back extremely angry. Um, didn't know it, but I was just, you know, we didn't have terms like PTSD back then. You were just angry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and went to grad school and started watching 700 Club uh, to make fun of Pat Robertson. I was like, he's, crazy. He's, he's crazy. What? You know, he just wants your money. Um, so uh, one night uh, he's, he's, you know, he used to do at the end of the show, he'd say, uh, look, there's somebody out there and they're angry and they don't know why they're angry. And, and on the outside, they're punching all the right tickets. You've got your degree and you've got, you know, you have a bright future, but inside you're just totally empty and you're like, he said, if that's you, put your hand on the TV and repeat after me. So I put my hand on the TV and I said the sinner's prayer, but I had no idea what the sinner's prayer was. So it's like, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody, I don't know. So I didn't think much about it. Went to bed um, in the middle of the night, um, sound asleep, horizontal, and this light goes off in my room and I'm vertical. Really? And I didn't see any angels, didn't hear any voices, but I somehow I just knew whatever just happened to me had something to do with that television and Pat Robertson. So back mm. then, I had a 24-hour uh, um, calling line, and I called in, and 
I got it. And I explained it to him. The guy just started laughing. He said, well, you need to get to church. I'm Jewish. You need to get to church. Uh, Long story, if I could just bore you for one more minute. Oh, please. I wrote a book 20 years ago on Christian financial planning. And I got on the, the Pat Robertson show and, and was on several times. And one time during the break, I said, Pat, I used to hate you. I used to make fun of you. I said, for me to be sitting here, this is incredible. Yeah. And he, he starts laughing. He leans over and pats me on the knee and he says, they all start out hating me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was sort of the beginning of learning to submit to God. I mean, this... If I could pass something on to my kids or anybody, boy, I wish I'd have really, really, really totally trusted God earlier. Mm. As I've learned to just totally trust him, things just drop in my lap. God's not there. It's a perfect example. You know, I I knew Troy, but Troy and I went to a a huge church with like 10,000 people. So I know who he was. But the way that really happened, was it was Sunday afternoon, and he, I don't know how well you know Troy, but he's not one for small talk. <laughs> and my phone rings, and I said, hello? And he says, we need to make, first words out of his mouth, we need to make Christian movies because the stuff that's out there is junk, and we need to make good entertaining movies that people are going to watch. He said, who is this? <laughs> it's Troy Duhon. And, and, and I I, I'm ADD. He says, so God told me, you know, to, to make the movie, but you need to come across the T's and dot the I's. Troy, do you know anything about making movies? Because I don't. <laughs> uh, don't. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, I did what Christians do to stall for time. I said, let me pray about it. Right, right. Good. And I couldn't shake it. Mm. And, uh, the, the, you know, I tried to convince myself certainly I didn't know anything about movie making Troy did my so uh, but I couldn't shake it and you know we, we went ahead and made our first movie and it was like a blockbuster right uh, you know it's it just and it was not only did it blockbuster in the sense of business yeah. you know, success but the the people we we think probably 50 million people around the world have seen it the emails we would get Mm-hmm. I was about to commit suicide and I saw the movie and I, and I went back to church and, or my kids were on, on drugs and I made them watch the movie or my, my kids were lost or I, the, the feedback we got yeah. was, was just incredible. But, you know, and, and that's what we're trying to do with this new movie, The Blind, is no matter where you are, um, nobody, nobody is beyond God's you know, redemption. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm bouncing around a little bit. You know, what I've learned is the things that, that have, I've enjoyed most in life that have been most, you know, maybe the biggest success in the way you, the world maybe judges success. Sure. Um, they have dropped in my lap out of nowhere uh, as I've learned to not try and control. Mm. Uh, if there's, what I'm trying to say, the, if, Trusting God, the, the more on that zero to 100 scale, you can get to 100% of just saying, God, mm. I don't understand it. I submit 
Um, all things work together for good. It may even seem bad, but I'm trusting you. Mm. As I've gotten older and gotten a little bit better at that, um, life has been not only financially successful, but just fulfillingly successful, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it all started with that with, with, with Pat Robertson, and it's just evolved. Uh, uh, even when I thought I was going to be, we had a very successful CPA firm, and I was perfectly content to, and God just kept saying, no, you know, I've got other things for you. I've got other things for you. And it was hard sometimes to let go of things that I thought I was, I controlled, you know, I'm controlling this. It's doing well. Uh, and God, had, you know, as I learned to let God pry my fingers off of what mm. I thought was the right thing to do or the right thing to be or the right way to act, uh, he always, always to this very day, just always replaces it with something better. Mm -hmm. And Boy, I wish I'd learned uh, a long time ago to let go and just walk blindly, literally, just trusting God and walk blindly. Because you want the key to success that nobody thinks about is walk blindly. Mm. God, mm. whatever, uh, you know, whatever you want. I love that. Walk blindly. Um, so how old were you when the Pat Robinson experience happened uh let's see i just graduated in 71 i was 20 went to the marine corps for three years so 24 went back i was 25 okay were you married at all then or no no okay I was single and going to grad school so what you've been describing this is why i'm asking these questions 25 years old um you've lived this lifetime run businesses married had children like what you're describing is the majority of life for people is this world of holding on, almost white knuckling everything that we do. And what I hear you say is you've got to learn to let go and just walk blindly. Maybe what would help some of the audience, especially because we go from here to God's not dead. That's a long way in between. Would you share with us one or two stories of things where maybe you were holding on and you learned to let go? My CPA firm is a, is a perfect example. Um, I, you know, felt I was in control and it was doing really well, mm. but I was getting just um, unsettled, you know, mm. stirring. Yeah. And I had also a wealth management firm, uh, but I just, you know, in my mind, I'm going to be running this CPA firm for the rest of my life, and and it's doing great. And this is this is I I understand this from A to Z, <laughs> right. And God started, you know, no, this is coming to an end. Ironically, it came to an end after 33 years. So, which I know I'm reading into it, but also that was the age Jesus was mm. when he came, you know, that's how long he lived. I don't know if there's any correlation. And sure enough, as I sold the firm, a bank approached me and wanted to buy my wealth management firm and paid a very nice price for it and wanted to, you know, why don't you come over and help us build it out? Mm. And that was going very nicely. Uh, and I was feeling really, again, you know, I got this, I'm under control. And then that stirring came again. Mm. And Troy Duhon calls me. You know what? We need to make moves. You know, that would be like saying, you know what? We need to build a rocket ship and go to Mars. It was, it was so far afield. And I was so 
content uh, or you know, holding on to the, the world's view of success that it was like, you know, I can't let go of something. It was just as hard, maybe even harder. Um, but I just was trying, you know, I talked to my wife and we, I knew it was God. And I'm getting a little bit smarter at that point in time. Not much, <laughs> but a little bit. I knew it was God. Yeah. So I went in and I resigned and Troy and I started making movies. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You resigned from everything else you were doing to go to. You didn't do movies part-time. You resigned no. from everything. You, always, you haven't told that part of the story. You got to yeah. expand on that. So keep going. Um, during this time, Troy and I had struck up a relationship. Well, we're, we're, there was a, you know, yet another coincidence. So there's a, there's a movie production company out in Arizona called Pure Flix. Yep. Netflix had made movies that went straight to DVD, never theatrical theaters. Right. So um, they had done a lot. They felt like, you know, we're ready to make a theatrical release. Mm. Troy and I were ready to make a movie, but we didn't, we didn't even know the difference between theatrical and DVD. And of course, God put us together. They said, well, we'll make the movie, you know, and Troy and I were the executive producers, which basically we paid for the movie. And um, you know, just it all just came together. Just and all of a sudden, I'm working with Pureflix and with Troy, and we're making movies. Uh, wow! So I never saw it coming. Um, I'll give you an even better. I tried to retire. I'm I'm 71. So a few years ago, I thought, well, I'm gonna retire. I didn't make it 30 days. <laughs> I didn't make. Um, I was an absolute failure at retiring. Um, you, you can only watch The Price is Right for so long. <laughs> right. When you start to know the names of the, the models who are showing the cars, <laughs> you know, this isn't my life. I need to do something else. Right. So I started praying. But, you know, hopefully I'm getting a little bit smarter about these things as I get older. So I started praying and I said, God, um, what do you want me to do? I, mean, I don't. And. Uh, in the, in the middle of the night, which is often when God talks to me, three o'clock at night, he says, look, um, and you know what a family office is. He yep. said, if, if someone has over a hundred million dollars, this is God being very practical with me. He said, they have their own in-house family office. They have their own lawyers and, 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 uh, and insurance people and CPAs. And they, don't, they have full-time in-house family office. So people that are maybe 15 to $50 million in debt, they need those same services, uh, but they don't need in-house. They need someone you know, to do it part-time. Yeah. So I said, okay, I think this is from God. Let me test it. So I took three people to lunch individually. Every one of them said the same exact thing to me. They said, if, if you do something like that, I'll be your first client. Wow. So by the third time, I said, I went to my wife and she said, okay, but look, you can't, you know, 10, cut it off at 10. He's <laughs> still making movies. You know? So I promised her I'd cut it off. Well, it took about three months to get 10. Wow. Um, and again, just the more you trust God, the more he, he, he will drop the, this just dropped in my lap at four o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, because I was going absolutely crazy in retirement. Um, same thing with the movie, you know, uh, the way we got to do this Robertson movie was, and I don't know if you remember God's Not Dead or if you've seen it. Yeah. 
but uh, Willie and Corey Robertson, the, his son and, and his They're daughter, in it, right? They were in it. They did cameos in the first one. Then Sadie, their daughter, did. So they wanted to do a movie about Phil, the patriarch. And they came to us and said, look, we know a lot about TV production. We don't know anything about movie production. Would you be interested in teaming up with us and making a movie about Phil's life? And we said, absolutely. <coughs> it has been so much fun. Mm. And the way you see them on TV is exactly the way they are in real life. They're such good, godly people, down to earth. Uh, it, this, it's just been a joy to make this movie. Um, so I guess if there's a thing through this, it, is, it just seems to be the more you trust God, yeah. Uh, I mean, t- really trust him. Don't. And there's a difference between trust and trying to figure it out. Mm. I've, I've given up trying to figure it out. I really have. The older I get, the less sense anything makes to me. <laughs> but the more you trust him, the more wonderful things just seem to drop in your lap. So it's almost uh, a paradox. You know, yeah. the, the more you don't hold on, mm. the more you don't plan and figure, um, the more you just, you know, there's a, a Catholic saying, Padre Pio, he, and his, one of the things he's really known for saying was, uh, uh, pray, uh, pray, hope, and don't worry. Mm. And mm. honestly, the more you can just pray and hope and don't worry, uh, which is to me submission to God, the more, you know, not only does God give you things, but like the Bible says, when he gives it to you, also allows you to enjoy it. Yeah. So that, that's sort of been my, my theme and takeaway from all of this. Bob, one of the things I think that would be helpful, especially, you know, you, you talk to some people like um, you have heard very clearly from God. There's things that he's told you to do. What if there's somebody's listening is like, man, I, I want more of that. I want to hear more for God. I, I want to know more how to do that. What advice would you have for someone who asked you that question? Um, I, I try and not get too spiritual because of it, the, at that, but it really is the fundamentals, you know, um, you have to pray. Mm. And I don't mean, I mean, it, like you and I are conversing right now. Yeah. You have to get into a, a, an absolute daily routine of talking to God, mm. praying for others, seeking direction, um, submitting. Lord, this is what I'd like. But if it's not your will, you know, let your will be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's it really is like the more you it's like a muscle the more you use it i think uh you start to your senses start to be subdued Mm. which allows your spirit to hear Mm. Mm. and it does i think become more intense and develop over time but um you know sometimes that holy spirit will speak to you and you just you know that you know but that's that's maybe once every so often. Sure. But I think you can have an ongoing conversation, maybe not quite so dramatic, as you learn to you know, sort of subdue your senses and find time to humbly and mm. obediently get before God on a daily basis and, and pray and talk to him and ask for guidance, ask for leadership. Mm. But you don't say let my will be your will be done. It's, it's like, 
Lord, this is what I would like, but honestly, you know, I totally trust you. I totally submit to you. And I just, I will follow a leading. And the minute it's not from you, Lord, please shut the door. Yeah. You know, if it's of you, keep opening up the doors. If it's not of you, shut the door and give me at least enough uh, sense, Lord, of what's going on around me to know the difference. Mm. And it, mm. it will happen. Uh, yeah. if, if he'll do it for me, uh, it's like the Bible says, you know, he's no respecter of persons. That's right. He'll do it for me. He'll, he does it for everybody. So walk blindly and then pray for him to put up the roadblocks. Yeah. And open, well, open and close doors. Yeah. That's good. But as counterintuitive as it's, as it said, as it seems, walking blindly is a, um, a great characteristic to develop. Mm, mm. Um, and, and I, you know, I don't want to sound like a master or anything because I certainly haven't. But uh, it, it's nice to, okay, God, what are we, what are we going to do today? Yeah. What are we going to do today? What do you want me to do? Today? Yeah. And and the only way you can do that is is as you said earlier, kind of. Let him pry your fingers off of the things that are so important to you <laughs> and walk blindly, which is not to say stupidly, uh, right. uh, maybe obediently. Well, no, it's more blind than blind <laughs> obedience. <laughs> uh, and let God be in control and, and develop. This is so important. Develop a sense of total trust. Mm. Um, yes. if, if you read your Bible and you study and you're in your, you know, you, the thing that jumps out to me is he is a merciful God. Mm. He's not looking to punish us, to trick us, to uh, take Thank us you. three steps and then say, okay, you're on your own. See you around, buddy. Yeah. He is merciful and loving and he is hungry for a relationship. But we, can't make the mistake of thinking it's on our terms. It's never going to be, that relationship will never be on our terms. It will always be on hers terms. But the good news is, if we understand that, it will be incredible. Just mm. an incredibly exciting and varied life. He's led me in so many places that, like I said, I've never seen it come. <laughs> uh, but yet it's turned out wonderful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Bob, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about? I mean, it's been a great interview. Is there anything we didn't get a chance to talk about that you make want to make sure you share with the audience? Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, I, I no, I, I think I just don't want to, uh, I, I don't want to underemphasize because it's so important that element of trust. I know that typically in the business world, we're looking for success. But sometimes it comes by not doing the things we, we're told you do to be successful. Mm. It's so much easier to not grit your teeth and, and you know, just fight your way to the. It's so much easier to trust God, talk to him, pray, study, submit, be obedient. It's such an easier path. Yeah. And I think if there's anything I want to leave your 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 viewers and listeners with it's you know choose that path 
Mm. You'll not only will you be more successful, but you'll really get to enjoy. It. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good, Bob. If anybody wants to kind of keep up with the movie The Blind coming out, you know, and or anything else that you're doing, or get in touch with you, what what's the best way for me to to share with my audience the things you're doing? Um, we are about. We just hired our um, uh, marketing firm, so we will have a blind. It'll be theblind.com, I guess. We will have a blind website up shortly. Okay. And we'll start putting out teaser trailers and information about how you can get tickets. Um, we're probably a month away from that. Okay. Um, if they really want to know something before then, uh, you can give them my email. It's Bob Katz, that's K-A-T-Z, 2951 at gmail.com. And I'd be glad to answer any questions about the blind or the movie business uh that they may have okay fantastic bob i've so enjoyed our interviews we've come to the end and i always ask my guests the exact same question so before we leave in three generations what do you hope your great grandchildren remember about you uh i have a hard time envisioning three generations from now them even thinking about me but if they did um <laughs> It, it, it's pretty simple stuff. I would want them to, you know, he was a genuine, he was a man of God, mm. not, not preachy, uh, not holier than thou. He was by no means holier than thou, um, but he trusted God and, and he trusted that God was a merciful, good God. Mm. That's what I'd like. For all the generations after me, God is a merciful, good God. And the sooner we learn that and submit to that, the better your life's going to be, both here on earth and, and eternally. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Bob, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm excited to see the movie. Everyone, the, go see The Blind. It's good. You know, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully we're getting closer. So anticipate that. If you've not seen God's Not Dead, you definitely need to go see God's Not Dead. That is a powerful, powerful movie. Um, it's so well done. So, Bob, thank you again for being on the show. It's been a pleasure having you here. My pleasure, Eric. Hope we can we get together. see all of you again on the next show. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavit.com dot com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. 
And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.